District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to District of Conservation. I am thrilled to be rejoined by Brandon, but also his better half, Megan, behind Bar MC Media. We've had Brandon before, but I figured bringing on Megan, too, would be an extra, extra bonus to have them talk about their business now that we've all connected officially in person. They're now part of POMA, and I really want them to talk about some cool things happening in Texas, maybe some of their work. So, guys, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us on again. Thanks for having us on. You got it. So explain for my listeners, if they're unfamiliar, what is Bar MC Media? We've, we've talked a little bit about it, but it's okay to refresh people's memories. Sure. So I'll speak on it just a little bit. Bar MC Media is, if I were to summarize it, a content creation, videography, photography, uh, media company. We do a little bit of social media strategy and consultation on the side. Um, but we mainly prioritize content creation um, and videography is really starting to blossom for us recently. That's amazing. And you guys focus chiefly on rodeo. You also do hunting and fishing. Am I correct correct with that? Yeah. Yeah. So our niche is, I would just say outdoor industry, um, which can include rodeo. We also have some equine events that aren't as much of like the ranching wildlife side of things when it comes to equine, but we also have hunting, fishing, which honestly started as a vlogging, you know, kind of storytelling of our own adventures. Um, and now Brandon's been fortunate enough to travel a little bit and do a little bit of field producing for some other friends of ours. And we're hoping to do more of that in the future as well. Brandon, do you want to speak more to what you guys are up to in terms of content creation? Is rodeo starting to come back? Are, are events starting to happen again in Texas? I know all across the country, things have yes, been kind of clamping down. Important. We've been kind of play, paying close attention to that. Um, well, I guess I wouldn't say unfortunately. It leads kind of some traveling in the future. But right now, most of the rodeos going on are going to be um, in the northwest um, or in the north, Montana, Idaho, um, Colorado. The temperatures are cooler up there than they are down here in Texas. So during this time, um, we're really starting from late June, early July. Most of the rodeos are going to be happening up there. I mean, we still have some... Um, smaller circuit rodeos going on here in Texas, but the bulk of the action is going to be happening out West right now. Very cool. I was just there. I didn't have a chance to go to the Cody Wyoming um, rodeo, but it looked like a lot of fun. I just had too much on my mind and I was like, Oh, I'm not kind of in the mood. It's too many people or something, but it looks like a a blast. Yeah, yeah that is a big one. I mean, and we've we've been wanting to make a summer run for years to go oh, up. You have to. Just, yeah, and just, you know, kind of hit some of these larger outdoor rodeos. We don't have as many day daytime outdoor rodeos in Texas as they do up there. And so, I mean, obviously, like Brandon said, it's cooler. So it would just be unbearable to do them during the day down here during the summer. So it's a totally different uh, lighting situation, as you can imagine. And we get some really cool action at those daytime rodeos and so we, we really want to put it on the calendar at some point. That's great. And I was just in your region in South Texas. Why don't you guys talk about the magic behind South Texas? I got to see a little bit of it. I saw so many different ranches, the so-called controversial high fence hunting. I saw zebras behind some high fences, yeah, which was interesting. Yeah. But talk about the region and, and why you guys love it so much and how it provides a great backdrop for your content. Well, I, I grew up in South Texas in Goliad. Um, it's actually a huge town in Texas history and you can look it up with the Alamo and everything. But the reason why it's so great down there is it's the habitat is awesome. I mean, a lot of, a lot of species can thrive in that habitat. I mean, there's 
brush country, there's good cover, there's good food. I mean, there's if there's not in the brush, there's a bunch of crops and ag production that goes on. So there's a lot of food sources. I mean, the closer you get to the coast, like where I grew up, you kind of get into that marshland. And we all know that marshes are like huge um, homes for animals and different species to live and grow. So that area down there is just is just awesome for growing big deer and big exotics and mm-hmm. big hogs too. <laughs> yeah. And he has more experience growing up down there. I grew up, I guess you could consider it quote unquote East Texas. Um, I grew up in Angleton, Texas, which is still on the Southern end of the state, but definitely a different environment in South Texas. I think when I first went down there, it was, it was like, are we in a different country here? Like it's so dry and flat. And like he said, it's just a really good environment for these big deer to be raised and, and naturally, I mean, even if you have the high fence, we have some free range deer out there that, like you said, just have what they need as far as food and as far as water and, you know, cover, and they're comfortable enough to grow very large down there. So you'll see a lot of natural native white-tailed deer too. And a lot of axis and maybe some exotics too. Oh yes. Yeah, axis, black buck. I mean, the farther South, if you get down into the Valley, you'll get into Nilgai country, which is an animal that's from India as well, just like the axis. But it's it's really is a, a great place for animals to live. And I mean, it's a great place for conservation. It's a great place for testing conservation. I know like the, the uh, Texas A&M Kingsville does a lot of work on the King Ranch with white-tailed deer management and different bird species as well. I mean, there's quail, dove, um, a lot of uh, upland, uh, upland birds that you can hunt down there. And then, like I said, being close to the coast, you have a lot of waterfowl as well. I mean, teal season's coming up. A lot of Mm -hmm. people are getting excited for. And then, of course, like I said, a lot of people are getting excited for dove season as well. Anything else you want to add about South Texas, Megan, or or the region? Why Texas Mm -hmm. is unique for hunting and fishing? Yeah, I think that, like Brandon said, you have a, a variety of habitats. And I think I'm still learning, to be honest. He has a lot more education being at Kingsville for a couple of years and staying down there. Um, I'm more familiar with the Gulf Coast and the redfish habitats and the the marsh, like he was mentioning, the saltgrass areas. And honestly, the biggest impact that I've seen that I'm learning about in the process of learning more in general is the freeze and how that's affected, you know, the freeze we had this last spring and or I guess winter. Um, we actually had a winter and it was it was really, really hurting the trout and the redfish populations. And so for me, that's something that I'm more aware of of now and I'm paying more attention and looking into newsletters and news releases and just really getting to know that more off more on what affects the what I'm familiar with which is red fishing and trout and then also what affects the wildlife and the exotics that are in South Texas so I can't say that I know more than Brandon or I'm even as familiar with it as Brandon is but I'm excited to learn more and spend more time down there and most of my time has been spent in West Texas and East Texas and I haven't gone south very often and and it's ever evolving too I mean i I try to stay up to date on stuff, but there's even a lot of things that I miss or catch maybe a week or two after it came out or something like that. But I'm pretty lucky to where I have a lot of friends and contacts. I mean, from people that I grew up with to meet people I've met on social media that are in the industry, whether from deer breeders to ranch managers to guys that still day work cows. I mean, I've, I have a lot of people that I, I can talk to about what's going on mm-hmm. from the ag industry till, to the wildlife industry in Texas. It's, it's pretty neat. It is so diverse. And I got to see it 
a little bit in my trip. And I've known this from having lots of friends in Texas and politics who've just said, Texas is just this wonderful place. And I understand why. And even though it is primarily private land hunting, you guys have the most hunters of, of any state in the United States. Do you know that? Yeah. I think yeah. over a million yeah. people. So it goes to show that something is working and it's yeah. not to discredit states with public land hunting opportunities by no means, but it goes to show like what is working there if they have so many people hunting and, and even fishing. Great point. That's a really great point too, because I mean, even for us, like I'm actually about to go purchase a Georgia hunting license because we're headed to Georgia nice. Saturday weekend. Um, I love Georgia. Hunting. It's great. Never been before. I'm super excited. And so just for example, like going through the process, I've never actually been on another, like I've always been Texas Parks and Wildlife, everything that I've worked with. And so it's going to be really interesting to see like, what do they offer? What, you know, we did Louisiana fishing licenses one time yeah. and that was a different kind of process. So okay. it's been cool. And you've been to Nebraska this year. So really seeing how well Texas manages the wildlife and then also what they do in order to manage it when it comes to licenses and different kind of fundraisers. We've been involved in a couple of different fundraisers that directly benefit, you know, the same account as far as buying licenses. We've, we've given away hunting licenses at some of our events with the branching and wildlife committee at Houston rodeo. Um, it's, it's such a, like I'm used to this program and I'm curious to see if it's the same in other States. And if not, you know, what's being done in order to improve that process. And is it, are there any barriers that they're dealing with maybe that they can model off of how we do it here in Texas, but I, it is very different here. Like you said, with the private land ownership ratio to public land. Yeah. And I, I think also that we can take a lot of, um, um, some advice or maybe some changes we can make to do better things to do better in Texas. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the way we do things, but we can always improve just sure, like certainly. We, yeah, plenty of uh, private land that goes unused that could be used mm -hmm. kind of in the place of public land like you have out West, mm -hmm. but there's plenty of ranches that we could, that probably would work with the state of Texas on getting more people hunting and being mm -hmm. able to give people access like that. Cause I mean, just like there's a bunch of people from Texas, like you said, we have a lot of hunters and I, the last time I checked, I think we send the most hunters out west to hunt on public land for elk and mule deer also and it would be a pretty good trade-off if we could get some of those western hunters to maybe even try hunting in texas mm -hmm. that's yeah, incredible getting through that because their opinions there's lots of opinions <laughs> certainly there's lots of opinions when it comes to west hunting or i guess western hunting and you know the private land hunting that we have here and why it works for us and all that good stuff but I mean, I, like I said, I'm I'm learning as much as I can as far as hunting goes. I have the most in fishing, and it's been really exciting to see what Texas Parks and Wildlife has to offer. Right. And where in Georgia are you guys going? Montezuma. Montezuma? So the closest big town is Perry. Perry, Georgia? Yeah. Is it south, north? Where are you guys going? South. <laughs> okay, you're going to south. Oh, you have to go to north Georgia. They have phenomenal steelhead fishing and black bear oh, hunting cool. and hog hunting up there. I can speak to that personally, having gotten um, a hog before, but I lost my hog. It's, you know, you guys know how hogs are. They kind of can be skittish. So I hit one, I killed it, but it, it darted off and we never found it. But my, my client who has a fly fishing lodge in North Georgia, it's like, I found your skull. I found the skull of your pig. So I have evidence of me getting oh, it, well, that's cool, that's yeah. good. but didn't get the you meat. Get a, a Euro mount. Uh, I don't know. Next time he's like, we'll get you the full thing and make sure you can get the meat next time. But it, it, it is beautiful. But Southern Georgia, I bet is similar. It's, it's a little different of a climate. It's not as mountainous um, because the Appalachian Trail, Blue Ridge Mountains yeah. have stopped. Yeah. So 
So it's probably more flat. Yeah. So we're going to a, a, a urban, I'm sorry, a rural area where they're farming corn and different kind of row crops. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Good luck with that. Where are you guys targeting specifically? Upland birds, wild hogs? Um, dove. Oh, dove. Okay, great. Yeah, because yeah, that's coming up soon. Yeah, that's right. Like Labor Day weekend. Yep. I feel like it's oh, when yeah. uh, it's a big deal around here. That's for sure. We were just talking about getting ammo and trying to, uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to find shotgun shells um, was, was pretty tough. We had to piece it together from different sources, but I think it's going to work out. That's amazing. And you guys are mentioning to me, and I heard this from Herman Brune as well, who's grown into a good friend. He helped me a lot in Texas and people on the podcast will get to learn more about Herman. He kind of looks like Sam Elliott. He was in yep. True Grit. So cool. um, he yeah. started as an extra. He's really fascinating, a great storyteller, really is not appreciated as much. He's done, I'll tell you guys, you know, off off recording some more stuff that he's done, but like he is a big player in his part of Texas knows yeah. a lot of people all across the state. So my videographer and I were so grateful to him for his help, for his hospitality. And it was, he was explaining to me about the rodeo when we first connected with, when I first connected with him in April and I was like, Oh crap, I have a trip that conflicts with it. Like my my vacation, family vacation to South Carolina conflicts with it. But talk about this big rodeo event that's slated to happen. Is it still supposed to happen? This Texas stampede? event oh at the stampede when you said october i wasn't sure exactly what you were was it that one uh, he mentioned it when he, we were in the, we were at the poma conference he mentioned yeah. that um we haven't been to that personally but were you guys planning to go to that one or to other ones out west i think you mentioned but either way it, it's all good um but yeah i thought you guys were planning to go to that or maybe like i was told that's happening you should go uh type of thing i don't are you guys planning to go do you know what do you know which one that is no, I do not. Um, I, I remember him mentioning it, but I'm not sure exactly which one he's speaking about. We have a couple different, we have a clay shoot and a couple different events in October, but we don't have any rodeos on the calendar as of right now. We'll have to look into it. What other content are you guys focusing on? You've been growing your YouTube. I think people are starting to follow you, discover you. Uh, in the last few months, since we all first interfaced, what opportunities have been kind of presented your way? I'd say mostly um, I've actually started working more in the firearms industry. I started working for a custom rifle builder here in town and started doing uh, the content for them and running their social media pages. And then also I'm helping with like sales support and customers and kind of helping design guns. So it's, it's, that's been a opportunity that's came up and it's been really enjoyable. The company's called horizon firearms in iota outdoors we built stocks as well for different rifle builders so it's it's been a huge learning curve me coming from you know i i have a more of a shotgun background with trapping skeet and then um, a little bit of pistol and i hadn't really got into the the long range um rifle shooting but it's something i've really enjoyed learning over the past couple months and i think it's going to be something that i can really enjoy in the future as well Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, learning from him and what he, he comes home and talk, I know hardly less thing about rifles. I have my 270 from my grandfather that I use for deer hunting and that's about it. And this is my trusted 270. And I've never even looked, you know, we go to these trade shows and I saw some custom rifles for the first time. And, and then I saw the price tag associated with one of those custom rifles. And it was definitely something that would be um, a, a wish list item, but He's been really excited about getting involved more in that. And then for me, I've been getting a little bit more involved in shooting my handguns. Um, just to be transparent, I have handguns. I'm comfortable holding one and shooting one. But as far as, you know, being accurate, um, you know, really knowing proper handling, um, being able to shoot under pressure, that's something that I've been really spending some time on and focusing on learning more about. 
um, because it's just something that we've had a lot of laws changing here in the state of Texas recently with the concealed carry um, law going into effect. And it just, for me, I'd like to be more comfortable, more, I mean, just completely comfortable rather than just being able to pick up a gun and, and shoot it and actually be comfortable, be accurate, um, get some, maybe some targets looking a little better than they do right now. So that's been my biggest project right now. And, and we're just getting ready for rodeos in the fall. I know the NFR is probably our biggest one coming up in December. Um, if you're at like the most, the, the big, big shot rodeo for us would be in December. They are supposed to have it in Vegas, but we'll see if they actually do. So yeah. is it PBR? So NFR is the oh, it's NFR. Finals rodeo. So the PRCA is the, well, they have the CPRA and the PRCA are the two main rodeo organizations. PBR is a totally different, just bull riding. These other organizations have all the different events in rodeo. So the PRCA um, has a national finals rodeo in Vegas. Usually they had it here in Arlington or Arlington, Arlington um, last year because of COVID and all the restrictions that they had in Vegas. But this year they're back in Vegas. Top 15 money earners of the year in each event come to compete for 10 days. And basically they they hammer it out for who's going to be the world champion. So it's a pretty cool, exciting event that we've always either attended ourselves just to be as just watching and we're trying to get more involved um, basically on a content creation level to see what we can have opportunities for that event. That's great. And where can people connect with you guys? Follow you on social media, the website, uh, reach out to you for inquiries about work. Definitely sure. want you guys to plug all those links in. Yeah, definitely. So my personal Instagram is at Megan Elise TX. Um, we have our Bar MC Media Instagram account as well, just at Bar MC Media barmcmedia.com is our website. And then if you look on YouTube, we also are under barmc media. We have our hunting, fishing. You'll see a couple different rodeo videos on there. There's a couple little projects sprinkled in that may surprise you on our YouTube channel. But, and then Brandon, you're at McDowell, Brandon. At McDowell underscore Brandon. Yeah. And then um, we started a couple more pages just as um, projects and things that we like and uh, we advocate for. So um, we have Tejas Hunt Club, which is all our hunting content that we produce ourselves, more vlog style. Um, we have a one of our friends, Jared Erickson. He's on it. Has a lot of videos with us as well. Me I've noticed that. Yeah. Bows. Yeah, us shooting bows and uh, trying to get ready for deer season. Uh, <laughs> and even he's got a, a mule deer tag he drew in Idaho for late season mule deer. So he's getting ready for that trip in November. In late November, early December. I'm not hundred percent sure. So he's getting ready for that. And then, um, just in all our fishing adventures we've done this summer, going on the marsh for redfish and stuff. We have videos on there for that. And then, uh, we have Texas farms and ranches, which is kind of like a, another, like a project. Um, <laughs> basically brand. we share other people's content from different farms and ranches from Texas and kind of try to shed a light, um, on agriculture in Texas and cause it's a huge and a huge part of our economic basis, but it's, it's something that doesn't get, uh, appreciated like it should. So, uh, we try to use that page to help other farms and ranches pages to grow. And then also, um, educate people that are willing to learn about what agriculture in Texas does for the state and for the rest of the country that matter as well. Yes, it is such a highly undervalued kind of maligned industry. It's not perfect like anything, but they do play a big role in conservation. Having spoke to a lot of people in different states, like 
that is very apparent. So no, they play a big role definitely in the state of Texas for sure. Landowners, especially as well. So that's great. Thank you both so much for coming back onto district of conservation. Now with Megan, of course, in the loop, but keep us abreast with your updates. I hope I get to see you guys soon. If God willing shot show does happen, although I'm getting yeah. a little nervous, yeah. <laughs> getting nervous. Yeah, I'm like, we, it's we going to be canceled again. No, please yeah. don't be canceled. When I saw the announcement, we were supposed to go, you know, NRA was here in Houston. Yes, I saw uh, that. Yeah. yeah I just released that a couple of days ago. And I'm just thinking, here we go again. You yeah. know, so I'm like, is does this spell doom for shot show? Please don't be the case, please. But I saw Vegas was starting to clamp down on different rules. So I'm like, oh no. Yeah, they have like, a mask mandate now. I know that. Uh, yeah. So so we'll see how it goes. I'll <laughs> yeah. be having the NFR and PBR in Texas again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it remains to be seen. I really don't think the industry can afford to not have it. Um, so we will see exactly what happens with SHOT Show. But I hope I get to see you guys sometime soon. I won't be in Texas for the rest of the year. I don't think that will be happening, unfortunately. But hopefully I'll get to see you guys if SHOT Show goes to goes to to effect, if it happens. God willing, it will. But thank you both. Keep up the great work. Welcome to Poma. And I'm so excited to have you guys in my corner and to befriend you guys and, and to now call you guys friends. It's, it's exciting. So much it is very yeah. exciting. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you're following us on your preferred podcast player. We like to recommend Apple Podcasts because Apple is where most of our listenership hails from. So if you head over to Apple subscribe, comb through some episodes and leave us reviews. We'd be more than appreciative of your support in that manner. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. And you can connect with me personally on my social media feeds. All of the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram links that I have are all denoted by blue check marks. Really easy to find me. So engage with me there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to recommend yourself for the show as a prospective guest, I'm all ears to hear and sift through different inquiries. Stay tuned for the next episode. Really appreciate you listening to District of Conservation.